And here we are. Welcome back to Generation Zennial. Keith and Vinny here. A uh, couple days late because scheduling conflicts and crap like that. Yeah, I so still... we're here on a Monday. We're, this is Monday morning we're recording this. It's May 17th. I Keith. still am nasally, but I'm not under as Allergies much Allergies are a little bit better out there. It's starting yeah. to clear up a little bit. I did a lot of yard work this weekend. Oh, same. I, we did the garden yesterday. So... Doing that while well, hopped on my Benadryl with a Breathe Right strip on. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that's a sight. That's a that's that's that, that's a that's a turn towards middle agedom, isn't it? <laughs> I, like, like, oh, I, I, I got to get some these some did some yard work this weekend. Then it started raining. Like, I'm like, I'm getting this bolts down. I don't care if it's raining out. So we might have to change the name of the podcast, Keith. To, to, I don't know to, if you heard. To, of, I don't know if you heard about this. There's a, there's a new term for for what for our age group. No. We're, old? we're now we're now considered geriatric millennials. Oh, millennial. Millennial. I saw that one. I saw that one this morning. Millennial. Millennial. I, like, I like. I actually like that. Or millennial. But I still don't consider myself a millennial. So. Yeah, I think I'll stick with millennial. Um, I, I like millennial because. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't really I, like. I, I again. I I I feel like I identify more with those Gen X mentalities. And then. You know, because we grew up listening to grunge and like stuff like that. Pop so culture-wise, definitely um, more Pop culture-wise. Yeah. Well, but especially because when we were kids, you know, we watched nothing but reruns from the 70s and early 80s. You yeah. Know, like all the shows we watched, you know, we watched the A-Team and MASH and, and things like that. They, those were all made before we were born. Well, there's that pop culture cycle, or, right? Like when we were um, too young. There's that pop culture cycle where things tend to like – recirculate every 20 years or so like the right. trends and fads because obviously the people who grew up with that stuff then get older and start getting into like the marketing and the, and the and, and the and the television producing and so they they produce things that remind them of their childhood um you saw it a lot in the 80s um, oh the nostalgia tracks for, yeah well you saw it a lot just with like if you go back and look at like 80s advertising and stuff there's a lot of like 50s and early 60s influence with like sock hops and stuff like that. A lot of right. and like even like the commercials were kind of like the, the jingles were in that kind of like um, early, early well, also rock and like roll kind of era. Like swing music came back. Yeah, uh, oh know, yeah, we had the late ni- late nineties like swing swing revival. Swing revival. You know, like the squirrel nut zippers, zoot zoot riot. You know, and then the Gap commercials with the swing dancing and their khakis. Yeah, you even saw like a little resurgence of like a disco type, um, and you know, especially in the in, in pop music, um, a lot of the songs were were could be compared to disco, um, especially the, the dance music at the time. Oh, disco! Um, but I, I I really wonder like if that's like the the two thousands. Is anyone really going to be nostalgic for the two thousands? I think oh, I don't know if we talked before, but you know, I, I go back and you think about like. The music and, and, and pop culture of the two thousand it's not really super like memorable even even to me. Well, I think, but I you know what is because something I heard years ago it's like you tend to people you tend to get stuck like in the music trend of whatever you listen to when you like you were fourteen. Like well, your adolescent yeah, years, your adolescent years is like what is, is the most impactful on you as a person, and that's what you stick with you most of the time. So even like you know even when we get into college and stuff like that. The stuff that happened to you in high school is going to be with you even longer than what happens to you in college. Like that music that you listen to, that's what you grew up on. And it's what, you know, you always go back to, um, even though you might be into the new stuff and everything, but you remember more 
what happened in those adolescent years because that's when your brain was still developing. You're still figuring out what the world means to you. So things that happen to you, you're more aware of. Versus that when we get out of college, we're more worried about finding a job and, you know, paying rent, like becoming adults. A hundred percent. I know. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just really, I, I mean, maybe it's just my, my personal taste and maybe I'm, I'm way off on this, but it's going to be, I think um, there were so many memorable things for us about like things like the eighties and, and, and uh, mid nineties and even late nineties that, that I think people will be nostalgic for. I just don't really think of like the 2000s as something as, as like a as like a time that people are going to look back look, look back upon fondly right it was the it was basically yeah. the start start of the you know especially post 9-11 with the start of the iraq war oh, the afghanistan war yeah we're not looking back on that and, you know, that, those, it was it, it wasn't great great times i think and the start and of the never-ending wars you know well basically 20 years we've afghanistan for 20 years yeah, hopefully we'll be getting out soon. September 11th is, is the is ceremoniously it, is it? Uh, the, the date that Biden's aiming for to, to, to basically yeah. fully pull out. Um, see how that goes. That's what she's promising that for 10 years now. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Everyone's, oh, we're going to pull out. It's And I get how it's a logistical. Obama said it. Trump said it. Logistically, military, you know, not that I'm a military strategist, but I see how logistically it's like. Okay, we're gonna pull out. It's hard to say a date because then everyone's just gonna wait for that date and like do whatever they want to do. But at the same time, how can you justify being in someone else's country for that long? It's it's it's, it's so many basically, wrong things that happen. Basically, uh, yeah, basically occupying, and it, it's just yeah, it's not a good public relations look for lack of a better term, I guess. Yeah, um, it's kind of what got us in this in this mess in the first place. If you really think about it, and. The wars from the you know in the eighties kind of kind of kicked all this off. Oh, well, and it can oh. probably go further back than that. Let's we, we yes the the whole Middle East conflict goes back centuries, if not millennia. Right. If you if you really think about it, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and rehash it, but you know go back to the Crusades, and and you know Christians from the Europe coming to the Holy Land and trying to claim it and fighting the Moors and. You know, it, it, it's been going on for centuries. Or the moops, if you're a Seinfeld fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many people are going to get that reference. But uh, look, look it up. Uh... <laughs> but, you know, in, and now you look at, so, you know, these, these wars, the go, you know, these conflicts, these tensions, the these rivalries amongst not just, you know, countries, but really sects of people, religious sects, um, uh, geographical locations have been going on for centuries and then you know we didn't do any favors post world war ii by arbitrarily you know again i say us i mean you know the u.s and the europeans the white people the colonial divide, powers the colonial the powers time. basically we drew the lines in africa and we drew the lines in the middle east we we created these lines post world war ii that arbitrarily you know if you look at iraq and iran the the border between those two cut right through tribal lands so you, you put tribes in the same country that didn't like each other and you separated a tribe that did like each other into different countries because you arbitrarily drew the line on some latitude number um and, and now and this i'm leading right into our first topic here <laughs> the big we're talk, about. the big topic of the in this and this course goes into israel and palestine you know, we, again, post-World War II, 
we arbitrarily created this state of Jerusalem that did not exist before. Um, and historically speaking, go back thousands of years, the Jewish people have always been the wandering of the desert, never finding a home. You know, that's the whole, you know, if you read the old Testament, it's a, it's about them wandering the desert and trying to find the promised land and the 13 tribes of Israel and, and them always having conflicts with other uh, nations and things like that. And it, it's now, now you say, okay, the war is over. We're going to give you guys this land here. Okay. And in the middle of that land is the whole, the most holy site for three different religions. <laughs> yeah. That don't get along at the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I, and I'll even go as far as to say, you know, it's a bit reductive just to be like, oh, after the, after the war, like there, you know, there were, there were, there were reasons. There were, you know, oh yeah, one, there there were reasons. Pretty, pretty big one, one pretty big reason. I'm um, not saying there's not reason, but but the thing is, there was no real thought about the oh, long-term well, impact and what was going to happen. Yeah, you know, yeah, like that. Oh, that I'll agree with. Why? You know, you know, you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna make you're not gonna make friends by giving them that basically giving them a land that's claimed by you know, like you said, three different large you know, religions. In the you, world. you have you have a holy site and and, and people like that were living there. It, and saying, it well, from, you know that there, these these people had a hard time, so um, we're gonna we're gonna give them these lands. And by um, the way, for for people that aren't up on their religious history, the reason why it's the holy site for three major religions is because they all started from the same religion. Yeah, people. If you if you, if you trace that. Islam, Christianity, so and Judaism point, yeah. back to the beginning, they are all Abrahamic religions that split off at different times. Right, I think that's something that people tend to forget. I think people yeah. like to also forget that yeah we all came from the same we're all the same species right so we all well, that's we all came from the same place but you know of the three and if you go back if you go the, back far enough we, we all we all, we came, all came from came africa from one ancestor, so. <laughs> we, we all came from africa somewhere yeah. and then spread out across the world um but yeah it, it's so so that that's sidebar that for a second the fact that we don't like each other even though we all come from the same place for both species wise and religious wise for the most part. But now we have the, the conflicts that have been going, you know, and these conflicts are not new in, in the Gaza strip area with Hamas and uh, Jerusalem and all these things. And it's just, it's on again, off again. And it's sad because they're so similar. The people are so similar. Well, um, I mean, we, I've been part everyone's, of a, everyone's similar, right? And that, you know, this is this is a lot. But I mean, culturally, right? even culturally, they're very similar. Like, because they're basically, aside from their religious, they're, they're almost you, you. If you put a from from the region, you put two people of different religions next to each other, you cannot tell the difference by looking at them because they look the same. Actually, because like, they all grew up in the same area, and and, and they're the same people. But they, they divide themselves arbitrarily, and, and now you have governments that fight against each other over a piece of land. They're fighting over land because they each believe that they own this land, and they've well, they been also, fighting over it for for decades now. It's, they also believe that they can't coexist with each other, which is which is right. the, which is the biggest issue that I have. Um, you know, we all need to figure out how to get along in this world. Um, you know, I as an atheist, it's very easy for me to, to deride religion and see the problems that religion causes because people will kill each other over beliefs that I don't even believe that are, that are real. So, um, you know, as a, 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 from that mindset, it's, it's, it's hard for me to understand, 
but um just just the basically occupying each other's land like that just we need to learn how to get along i'm sorry that's it, it, it's it's sad for to me you know um on both sides right i, I don't think either side see i, I think it's, this becomes an issue too right um, when we talk about sides because people want you to pick a side right people want you to land on either israel's good palestine's good hamas is is is, is justified in their reactions or, or Israel's justified in their actions, um, but I don't. I don't think either are really justified in, in murdering civilians. I can't justify that either. No, so I can't. That's number one, or that's off the table right there for me. Um, you, you keep going. You, you keep going back and forth. You can go like, who this this person did this, or this group did this to that, and that group did this that, and, and you keep going back and back and back. And like I said, I mean, we we could talk about almost millennial if you want to but um is you know if you just if you want to start from world war ii um you know the, the the atrocities that have been caused by both sides back and forth um people also forget that you know israel basically created hamas to do the work that they didn't want to do right so <laughs> i mean it, it's a mess and is there is there a solution I don't think a third, I don't think a third party can come in and and, and solve this like people want. Right? No. I, I think, I mean, people even look to the Trump administration to to solve this problem. Um, I know, you I know, think Trump and how you both being similar ideologies kind of, I think, uh, helped him out there by by maybe not ra raising tensions during Trump's presidency. And, and and my biggest concern right now is this is this is a big show by Israel. Um, to kind of hurt, you know, political relations in the U.S. That that's 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 a big concern for me. Right. Um, that this is just all being done to basically hurt the Biden administration, and to, to you know to 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 raise tensions and to uh, you know basically murder civilians just because you want to you want to score political points is is a scary reality to me. And yeah, I don't I don't know what much more I can say about it, but. I guess my biggest takeaway is like people want you to choose sides and I have a really hard time doing that. Um, because I don't think, I don't think either, either party in this scenario is, is on, on the side of, uh, is, is correct. Um, or like I said, lack of a better term. Um, but yeah. What do you think? Well, first of all, if you think about it, we created a nation for a religion. Because when you think about Israel, it's for the Jewish people. That's also—it's not just a heritage; it's a religion. And where else do we have? I'm just thinking this off the top of my head. Where I mean, where else do we have a country that's really based on a religion? I mean, yes, we have countries that are predominantly a religion, and that's historically speaking that's been true. But then, as as we come more in the past the Enlightened Age and all that stuff, we we have we coexist in a lot of countries. Um, it's no longer where everyone had to be the same religion anymore, except for we created one in the 20th century like that. We literally created a, a country for a religion, for a set of people. And and we negated other people in that. You know, but what about the Palestinians? Well, we favored, right, we favored one we group favored, of people and another group of people and, then, right. and expected that to be okay and expected the other group of people to just be like, well, you got to be fine with it because, you know, so, I mean... Yeah, I don't want to deny the impact of the Holocaust either, right? And that's oh. and that's where it gets and that's where you get kind of uh, hung up there because 
you know, the Holocaust was a, an atrocious event in history, and you, you, you do need to accommodate for it. But at the same time, you know, denying the rights of another group of people because of it isn't isn't the right way to go about things. No, you, you just shifted the, the burden onto somebody else. Yeah. You the, said, okay, an, atro an atrocity happened to this group of people, no doubt. And I, I well, yes. Um, and we, we do something to make it right for them, but we shouldn't be doing that at the expense of others. And I think that's what – I think that's – and whether that happened consciously or unconsciously, I, I don't think people really thought about the long-term ramifications about what was being done when it they didn't happened. Care, did they care. That, that's what it or they didn't care. They, they didn't care about – they didn't really care about the, the people of the Middle East. Um, we have a very um, long history of not caring about um, Muslims and black and brown people, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Yes. Um, unfortunately. Their skin is more like our skin, so we like them better. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, kind of that's pretty reductive, but I mean, that's kind of what it looks like. So it's hard, it's, it's, it's hard to argue against that. Well, um, isn't, that, isn't that what racism is? Reductiveness? Yeah, that's, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, you have to be pretty reductive, I guess, to really get down to being you know, racist. Um, one thing I can say about the about this issue is what also really concerns me is the the power differential um i you know obviously israel has a lot of backing throughout the world not not as much in palestine um i think things are starting to change a little bit um people are starting to recognize um the power dynamics and how israel can actually um use its influence to for harm um and another issue too, and I kind of, this was in the back of my mind a couple minutes ago and it kind of went away and it just popped back into my mind, is the difference between um, anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism, right? I think um, a lot of people like to hide behind criticizing Israel with anti-Semitic, um, what's the, uh, think of the word I'm looking for? Um, Basically, what I'm trying to say is criticizing Israel on itself is not anti-Semitic, right? A lot of people like like to use that to hide behind, um, right? But it's 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 it doesn't equate, right? It doesn't. It's not the same thing um, to say right. to, to to criticize Israel's actions by calling anti-Semitic is is just it's a false equivalence. To and me. I think that's so. why people have um, are have a hard time entering into this discussion a lot of times is because they feel as though if they go, if they sound like they're against Israel, they're going to sound like they're anti-Semitic. Right. And that is not the case at all, especially, well, at least for me, I am by far definitely not anti-Semitic, but I do criticize the actions of the country and the leaderships of the countries of what they do. Cause that is a separate issue from their religion. It has nothing to do with who they are as a people, it has to do with what their government action is, and that's right. completely separate. Right, because there are a lot of people out there that don't think that Jewish people should exist in this world, and I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that Jewish people don't have a right to basically say another group doesn't have the right to exist. <laughs> right, so that's you know that's anti-Semitism, anti-Zionism. I don't, I don't believe that you know anyone has the right to to wipe any other group of 
people off the face of the earth. That's, I don't think that should be a hot take, but <laughs> it, for, for some people it, comes, it is. Sometimes it comes across as kind of a hot, you know, it comes across as, as a hot take because like I said, people like to hand, hide behind anti-Semitism, which I don't think is, I don't think it's right. And it, you know, it's a common tactic in, in a lot of, in a lot of um, arguments. I remember even during the whole uh, Southern border um, crisis, I don't like to call it a crisis, but with the, with the kids in cages, right. And people started calling them concentration camps. So with the, the, what the, what the right did was say, well, they're not concentration camps and calling them concentration camps would be anti- is anti-Semitic because it, it dilutes the, the term that was used for concentration camps during the Holocaust. But it's not because I'm just you're, you're calling them what they are, right? They're, that also ignores the fact that it wasn't chosen the language and semantics. Because even yeah. like the, we had we had Japanese concentration camps, but we didn't call them that, right? We called them internment camps because it's and, a different name. And so I don't, and not only it doesn't, sound as, bad. it doesn't sound as bad because we have this we have this ideology between concentration camps being specifically for the Jewish Holocaust. people. Yeah, but it but it wasn't just it, it was. Majority Jewish people in concentration camps, but there are also gypsies. There are also Catholics that went to concentration camps. We don't we don't say gypsies anymore, Keith. That's what they're called. (laughs) Historically speaking, (laughs) it was basically language. Like I said, language is important, right? So we gotta anyone gypsies have a negative connotation towards um, Romani people. So we don't we don't we don't we try not to call them gypsies anymore, but. You know, I, I get it. People, people still, people still say it, but we gotta stop saying it. That's just me. Sorry. Get, get on, get on. I'll get off my high horse. Then what is the proper term? Ro- Romani people. Because I honestly don't know. Yeah, I'm, no. There's. there's I, would like, <laughs> I would like to be educated. I don't want to get this wrong. We, we are Googling. <laughs> oh, I don't want to be in news search. I'm in the news. Yeah, Rom- yeah Romanis. Okay. Rom- 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 so Romanis, Jewish people, Catholics, were all, you know, anyone that was an enemy of the state of Germany, basically. Um, anyone that did not uh, fall into their Communist. ideals that were in their areas were, were put in concentration camps. Just happened to be, you know, we, we, we talk about the Jewish people the most because that was the most impacted, but we can't ignore that it wasn't just Jewish people that were also interned in concentration camps. You're right. And, and in so America, my, we, my we had internment camps. Every, and... Everyone has a right to exist on this planet, no matter yes. what your race, religion, um, orientation, whatever. You, 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 you deserve to exist on this planet. And I'll say, right, right we're going to go into religious talk right here. Ready? I'm going to do it. Good. This is where we can argue a lot. No. Well, I'm not. See, here's the, here's the funny part is I'm not gonna argue a lot of it because there's a lot of things. First of all, if you look at the history of the world, part one, good movie. <laughs> Jews in space. Um, that's part two. Still coming well, eventually. The, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but the sad, the, the fact is, it. how many? Try, try to find, figure out how many. Wars were caused not by religion. Because how many wars did we use religion as the justification for why it was happening? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not a history buff. I'm sure that. <laughs> I mean, other than the, you know, there's a lot of wars for territory, but other than that, it's territory, but mostly religion. But they also use a lot of times, and a lot of that was, you know, religion as a conquering yeah. re- reason why they could do it. You know, you know, we look at the Crusades. The Pope gave um, clemency to knights that went off to fight in the Crusade. So basically, any violent act that you did during the Crusade did not count as a sin. It was forgiven by God. <laughs> In the name of the church, so you know, we we have some. There's definitely some black marks. It's all um, it's all it's all made up. <laughs> That's why this is this is this is why as an atheist, well, it's very frustrating to talk about this because because to me, it, it's it's all made up. Like you just you just you just make things up based on religious text, and this is they can they can turn things on however they want to d- depending on the times, and they and, and you can you can adjust your religion to um to to, to fit in with with contemporary ideologies and morality so it, it's it's very it's really frustrating for me to to talk about these kind of things because it's just like it, it you're basically yeah millions and millions of people have been killed throughout throughout history because of some stuff that was just made up by some 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 guys a long time ago and it, it, it hurt it hurts my soul well i, I don't even have a soul what, what, what really hurt, what really hurts me is it hurts that it. <laughs> it hurts my imaginary soul. What really hurts me is that you, if you really look at the actual text of most major religions, everything that is done in the name of it is not in that text. There's no justification for it. Right. It's all manipulation by leadership. That said, you know, you look at Catholicism. The reason why the Lutheran Church exists is because they, you know, there was a paradynamic. And everything was in Latin. The only people that could read it were the clergy. And until you had Vatican II, um, and they finally translated the Bible into you know languages that the, the lady, lady could read, and we started reading it. But then, you know, the, first of all, the Bible is a very complicated book because a lot of it <laughs> – I took, I took history of the Hebrew Bible back in college, and, and it is quite amazing to realize the Old Testament, you know, the first five books – were written by four different people at different times. Um, and two of them were writing at the same time from two different uh, tribes that were at conflict with each other. <laughs> and the uh, imagery in the books were basically um, them throwing shade at each other. <laughs> so, like, for example, the the story of Moses coming down from the the Mount Sinai with the tablets with the Ten Commandments on it and him getting upset because they're down there worshiping a golden calf. Well, there was one tribe, there was at one point a tribe of Israel that uh, I don't remember the exact which tribe it was, but there was a golden calf at the southern end of their territory and at the northern end, and they believed that in the between that was the altar of which God sat upon. So the author from the other tribe was writing the story about the golden calf to basically say you're all idiots <laughs> god doesn't sit on some altar in the middle of the desert <laughs> and, and so like and then an editor later on came and took these stories and put them together because even the creation story there's two different creation stories in genesis there's the the seven day creation story and then there's the adam and eve creation story Right. They're two different stories that get pushed together, and then you read them in a certain order 
by whatever the editor put them in. Um, now, me as a, a as a practicing Catholic, I always look at especially the Old Testament as these are stories of the because this is how I was taught as a child too. Is that these are the Old Testament is a historical document. These are the historical documents that um, the Hebrew people use because to keep track of the history. Because even if you look at Kings, Kings one and two is really just the lineage of the monarchy of the people. And, and you know, yeah, they would say, and then you know, God favored them, and they won the battle. You know, because they would put in they won the battle because God favored because them. Of God. <laughs> you know. Um, Right, and, but I think as a you know as a, as as a modern Catholic, I, I I you know you even realize that that's not the way things work, right? They well, didn't win I also don't believe Jonah was swallowed. Jonah wasn't swallowed by a giant whale. Yeah, well, there's, there's also the you know the morality <laughs> the morality tales, right? And they're they're kind of more like fables. I see, right. I see them more as like fables, which is fine. I you know I have no problem with you know reading reading fables and and, well, it's all Jesus. and, and, and getting, everything. And getting, Everything that Jesus wrote that. down, everything that's written down of what Jesus said, um, or like you said, morality tales. They're yeah. they're they're stories to relate to to learn about how to be a good person. Right, and as long as you realize that they that's what they are, they're stories. And I just think, also too, I mean, obviously, religion has been used for a long time to to as an oppression as an oppressive tool, which is something I, I can't get on on board with. Um, but basically, I, you know, I look at religion as a way that it, it was a way to control people. It was a way to control civilization. It was a way to, a way to oppress people. It was, you know, it was a way monarchs justified their 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 oppressive behaviors. Well, go fa go back even further than that. If you go back to like early civils, I mean, I'm talking about tribal, like when we're very first starting off as organized a lot of groups. It, right? of, a lot of it was organized groups of people. The way to explain nature, right? There's a, there's well, the nature aspect of it too. It was it was a way to have order. Because imagine if you're just a, a group of 30 people, that's your tribe, and then all of a sudden I decide I'm in charge, right? Who gave me the power to make the rules? Nobody. So now you, oh, have, yeah, a yeah. Now you have a shaman who's like communing with a spirit saying, oh, well, the spirits say this, and they're reading the signs, and now you have a supernatural power that's basically dictating rules, and it was a way to give – like you said, it turns into the monarchies later on, but it starts very small um, with tribal leaders of being able to say, this is a way to organize power. We just invented democracy before religion. Yeah, I well, we didn't, have rank, we didn't have ranked choice voting. <laughs> we, didn't, we still don't in most parts of the, in the world. Apparently um, the next mayoral race is going to be ranked choice voting for yes. New York City. Yes. I just um, found that out. That's a very interesting race Mr. Andrew Yang throwing his hat in the ring. Um, see, see, I just told you I can't, I'm not very good at arguing religion with you because I, 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 I see the fallacies, and I, I, I understand what I like about it, but I also see all the wrong things that are with it. Yeah, which is, which is good, and and even within that's a good thing. Even within um, the same religion, like we stopped going to a certain church because of how the priest talked about homosexuality. Right, which is great. Yeah. And I went to a different that. church instead. You know, like I, my niece, wait, you know, when my niece got married this year, like we thought it was going to be at one church. So the church that we all grew up going to, um, he, that priest retired. And, you know, just the way, just the way communities move, you know, there's less Catholics in the town. So there's less churches in the town. So they started going to the other church. But then 
when I found out where the, they're they're having a ceremony at even a different church, I was like, oh, why? She's like, well, we didn't like what the priest said about certain things. I was like, yeah, we did the same thing once too. <laughs> Which is, you know, at least I, you know, like I said, I applaud you for that. You're, you know, you're the modern Catholic. I think can can do that. Um, I'm a woke but there are, yeah, I, there are a lot of you know evangelical Christians out there though that 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 won't that won't change, right? And they use that power to i said to to oppress other other groups um See, here's the problem is, is when people wrong. when people take the text literally when they say this this when they say the bible was written by god i'm like first of all no because <laughs> god didn't first of all god is you know there, there, it has no form so he can't write text um well, it was great. Well, I guess yeah. If he's all um, powerful, if he's all powerful. <laughs> and then, so the the original text, the Old Testament, was written in Hebrew, and then translated into, uh, I think first Greek, then, wrote then Latin, then other languages. So you you have multiple, uh, translations. When you translate from one text to another, there's not always words or phrases that match that original text. So now you get misinterpretations of the original text because when they translated it, they didn't have a good translation and that just stuck for, you know, a hundred years or 200 years. Also too, were they purposeful, were they purposeful mistranslations, right? Were so, they, and sometimes. Were they, were they translations based on the person translating his ideology? Look, you have the King James Version, which has different words versus other. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, you even talk about um, the, the passage that people point to to condemn homosexuality. Um a lot of people now are saying that that wasn't actually against homosexuality. It was, it was a, it was a statement against pedophilia. Right. A man shall not lie with another man. Didn't necessarily actually say those words. Right. Um, so, you know, like I said, people keep, people can, could have twisted that uh, interpretation the way they wanted to. Right. Um, I mean, obviously I, as, as an atheist, it's not something I don't believe it was the, ever the word of God to begin with. I, I believe that, that people might have said it was the word of God. Um, which really bothers what, what bothers me too is that people today will will use um, God's word as some like the, as they're communicating with God and then giving it to the people. Where is it? Is it really you talking to God, or is it just your inner monologue talking to yourself? Like I, I like theoretically, I, I you know, I, I and this is and, and, pr- and this is where I'm getting to like 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 prayer and stuff like that, like prayer. Not, isn't isn't necessarily a bad thing to do, right? Because I think a lot of prayer is basically just um, med- meditating on things. Or there's, there's a lot of self reflection involved in, do, in it, if, mm-hmm. if if done correctly. And I and I think there could be positive outcomes from that, right? I don't. I try not to deride people for believing in God. And, and things I, I like no, I have no I have no problem with people being being religious per se, right? I, I don't. I'm not one of these atheists that are going to hammer you for for believing in God and call you stupid and call you an idiot at least to your face. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, but what I do have a problem with is when people use it to justify their bad behavior, right? right. Or, or behavior that I don't agree with. At least. Um, and a lot of that behavior is, come, is, is oppressing other groups using the word of God or using some kind of fictional higher power to justify that. And, and it's just, for me, it's always, um, I don't know if the ironic is the right word or whatever. When you have all, like I said, whether it's the evangelicals, you know, you have the Republicans in Congress, whatever, they're always trying to use the Bible, this or that, to justify things. And 
and if you're really if you're a true if you're really a christian person that like fouls and everything there there's always one thing one one thing that sticks out in my mind um that would just be it's the one thing you have to keep in mind and it solves all the problems love thy neighbor as thyself Forget the yeah. rest of the book. Just do that. Just, just and you're fine. The good rule. I mean, yeah, like I think we talked about this before. Like, you know, in itself, Jesus, Jesus had some great teachings. Now, whether or not you believe that Jesus is is, is God is a God or son of God, or you believe he's a prophet, or or you don't believe Or the twentieth version existed, of that person. Or you, or you don't even believe Jesus existed, because I mean there you know, there's some small evidence that might have that might suggest that Jesus was a real person, but there's also a lot of you know it's it's it was 2000 years ago it's hard it's hard it's kind of hard to prove at this point by the way if jesus existed he was a middle eastern person he was not white yeah, he wasn't white i just, yeah, just want everyone to know let's get that right out there now wasn't a wasn't a white wasn't a white dude um no, that but, was a european but even there's a lot of there's a lot appropriation of, a lot of teachings from jesus that, that 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 are that are good moral lessons and i have no problem with those right um like you said Treat treat thy neighbor as you would treat yourself, or yeah. do unto others as you you know the go, the golden rule, as they say, yeah. um, is 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 the perfect moral lesson, right? It's you treat people the way you would want to be treated. So you know, don't kick them out of their homes and blow up their and blow up their cities, and and bomb their children. So you wouldn't want people to blow up your city, right? Boom. <laughs> take that, Middle East. Take that, problems. take that, Israel and Palestine. Just learn to yeah. get along. Just, uh, um, just you know, shake hands. I know, some, lot, I know it's a lot easier said than done, but that's 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 my advice. If I could sit down with 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 the leaders over there and just like, what what's what's the issue? Why can't why can't you guys just coexist? That's, well, I do I do it, know it Biden shouldn't be that hard. We're all people. If you believe in God, we're all people under God. So so just stop killing each other. That's please. That's 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 all I'm asking. And stop evicting people from their homes, um, and this is where I kind of come down on on the side of Palestine, and I, you know, because um, it's easier for for me as a leftist, I think, to re- understand the that Israel has a lot is a lot more powerful right now than Palestine is, right? Mm-hmm. And and Israel is using that unfair power differential. Like you said, to, they have they have allies to keep, to keep occupying more and more of Palestine and taking more and more of Palestine and, and oppressing the people of Palestine. So, you know, that's why I think if, you know, if I was forced to pick a side right now, I'd probably lean a little bit more towards Palestine. Right. But at the same time, I, you know, I don't want to excuse the the actions of Hamas and it's not like they're innocent, completely innocent in this. Either. They're not. The, neither side is innocent. That's the thing. That's the issue. And, and I, and... But the people want you to pick a side right now. And I, I really can't. Um, I have you know, no dog in this fight. Well, that's my, a part of it too, right? My, my dog in this it's fight easy, is it's humanity. Easy to not, it's easy to not pick a side when you're when you're thousands of miles away from. But yeah, well, like, I would say I would say my dog in this fight is humanity. It's it's humans, yeah. and the only way we the only victory I see is to put the weapons down and shake hands, and just you know. Be friendly with each other and we'll find a way to exist. You know, you, co- find you, a way to coexist. You don't, you don't need, need to. You don't need, you don't need to be besties. Friendly. Yeah, you don't you need just, to be yeah. besties. Just you like just, it's it's your neighbor down the street. You know, okay, wave to them when they drive by. You don't have to talk to them, but you know, you don't have to discuss. You know, you don't have to discuss politics and religion with everybody. 
but you do have to listen to the Generation Zillennial podcast with Keith and Vinny. <laughs> That's the one mandatory rule for everybody out there. So I, oh, I was thinking about this on the ride in as a topic because I was thinking about Great. the pipe, the pipeline last week that got shut down, right? And and, okay. and the and the things that happen afterwards. And I've had this thought throughout my whole life about sometimes I feel like sometimes it'd be beneficial if like certain news was delayed. And I mean, I mean that in the sense of like, okay, this pipeline had a cyber attack and was shut down. Yeah. 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 Did we need to know that right away before they resolved the, you know, had a resolution? Like, could we, okay, it happened. They're taking care of it privately and then they resolve it. And then as a citizen, like we find out about it afterwards and nothing really affected us because by knowing about it, people are crazy. They go out and they mass purchase. Why is someone calling me now? Don't you, don't, gonna, don't they know you're gonna, a successful I'll, podcaster and gonna, you don't have time to do actual, actual I'm, work. I'm going to pick it up later. I'm going to, I'm going to let go to voicemail. Um, stop ringing. You should answer it right now and be like, hi, you're on the, on the generation vlog. <laughs> you're you're live. What's, what's, what, what, what question do you have? Hey, hey, your boss. You're live on the air. <laughs> um, uh, so, cause, cause you see the people that are, you know, they, it's that, uh, it's the same thing that happened that people, the economists talk about with inflation too. It's like when, if you think there's going to be a shortage though, there will be a shortage. Because you create the shortage, and then you create, then you create a shortage. Um, so, so all these people, they heard that there was going to be a shortage, so they went out and, they, you know, they may not have normally bought gas until a week later because they had three quarters of a tank, but they went out and filled up. They got their garbage cans out. They got, you know, plastic. They got their trash bags out. Did you see these people filling up trash bags with, with, with gasoline? Like that's a good idea. Where, like, first of all, I wouldn't um, use that anyways. Because now he's texting me. This must be important. Well, oh, I just told him I'm on a I'm on a call. <laughs> Very important call. So you know they 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 go out and they they mass buy and panic stuff and then so first of all people when people say something's happened unless they say there's gonna be a shortage don't worry about it because like they they already started opening stuff up manually within a couple of days and then it was fully back up within a week. But by rushing out, you create the shortage, and now it takes longer for it to get back to normal. Second of all, um, they're creating unsafe conditions for themselves. I mean, you're you're if you have gasoline and not gasoline approved container, it's in your car. Now you're breathing in the fumes. Now where are you going to store all that stuff? You storing well, in your garage, your house? I want to know. Yeah, I want to know where all these people did with all their garbage bags of gasoline. You spent two hundred dollars on garbage bags of gasoline. That one, they're gonna spring a leak. You know, because hey, science, gas gas actually expands as it gets warm. So those gas and those garbage bags do not have a pressure release valve on them to regulate that pressure. So at some point, they're gonna pop open. If, yeah, I mean, if they do, yeah, if they do warm up and, and you, know, you fill them up to the and you overfill them like balloon, like uh, or if yeah. if or if you're keeping them or in just your the house, fact that your or, fumes you're, are gonna get into your house, house, if, you, if you know, you get a spark, you could you can you call could blow your, up your garage if you're storing in the garage. Like I I, I I saw one picture, and like I said, this is unverifiable, so I don't know how how true it was, 
but it was basically it was it was a Hummer that somebody stored bags of gas in their in their car and then went to light up a cigarette. And when the, the spark hit, the spark hit a fume and, and the car basically blew up. Hmm. Um, like I said, I don't know how true that is, but it's something, it's something that seems plausible to me, especially if there, I did see pictures of people obviously storing gas in, 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 in bags. So that's something that, that definitely happened. So I, I, it's not that far-fetched for me to think that an accident like that could happen. Right. Um, but going back to your point, you know, do I, I always do err on the side of that, you know, more information to the public is, is better. Right. Um, in the the long term, do with the effects of like something like this happening is the information having the information in this specific case, was it was it was it was it better? Probably not. But at the same time, like, how do you make those decisions? Like, what what do you make those those decisions on? You you can even go back to like the start of the coronavirus. Right. where Trump said, well, I want to downplay the effects because I, you know, I didn't want to cause a panic. Um, obviously a panic was caused anyway. You can even, you know, put the something on, you know, remember Fauci came out and said, you yeah. know, we don't need masks. We don't need PPE. And, and the reason behind that was he was scared so, there was going to be a run on PPE. So the medical, medical staff couldn't have it. Um, so, but so that kind of so caused, caused a lot of misinformation out there. And, and then that guy, that kind of got twisted and then that, that kind of hurt his credibility, um, which, in a lot of people's eyes, which he's still having a lot of um, ramifications from, right? And a lot right. of people's because people still go back to that clip. Still and like, can oh, trust him because they'll and, and if you and if you pull up all these points, they'll just go back and say, well, he was wrong about the masks, so he has no credibility at this point. Which oh, yeah, he made a mistake. Is, is, uh-huh. a, is a logical fallacy, but at the same time, it's a very effective logical fallacy to, because it, it it works. Like logical fa- people use logical fallacies in arguments all the time because they're they're effective if you don't recognize these logical fallacies. Um, right, and a lot of people really don't. Right. They don't have that experience in, in debate. They don't have that experience in, in, in conversation to be able to recognize um, what I think are obvious logical fallacies in, in arguments. But that's that's kind of where we're at. So so to answer your question, in every instance, is it, is it important to know um, information right away? No. But is more information always going to be better than less information? Yes. And it's kind of hard to differentiate well, it's, it's hard to figure out where that line is so but sometimes um, i think like if, a, if something happens you know you know say, say something happened here at, at work right you know there's a problem right and, and i know i can fix it am i gonna call my boss right away and tell him there's a problem or am i gonna fix it first and then let him know that it's resolved like what's more important me just resolving the problem or letting him know there's a problem first like i i look at it as depending on the severity of the situation and the immediate impact on people, like if it's something that can be resolved or will be resolved, sometimes I feel as though, and and this is like in a macro sense where if I can resolve it within a certain amount of time, let me resolve it first. Let me go out and start making those steps or even getting, getting towards resolution before I bring in other people because I don't like the idea of making people worry about things that they don't need to worry about. Like I don't need to add to other people's plates. I'd rather say, Hey, you know, be at the point of like, Hey, there's a problem, but we're already in resolution. You know, we're already taking the steps to take care of it and then release that information. So yeah, I will say the issue was not handled very well by, by the media or um, probably even the company that owns the pipeline um, because it did, did cause a panic. And just a little side note: Have you have you been seeing these memes about 
Um, it's all it's all Joe Biden's fault. The gas prices are going up. Oh my god. Yeah, it's Joe Biden. You know, you're like, oh yeah, I've seen a lot of like, oh, you like you, this is what we voted for. We, you guys voted for Biden, and, and now and now gas prices are going through the roof, and, and they lumber, lumber prices are going through the roof, and and guess what? We're we're, we're coming out of a global pandemic. Like, things are going to start increasing in price because. Well, things were things things got lowered over the past year because so, people so weren't using them. And gas, supply and demand, the market is still a yeah, thing, people. Yeah, supply and demand, capitalism, gas is controlled by OPEC. You know, so even if even if we produce our own, this is what people don't realize. Even if we make our own oil domestically and are using our own domestic gasoline, what OPEC does still dictates the price in the market. So whether or not we're we're locally making it and just taking it ourselves or we're importing it doesn't really uh, affect it that greatly because the OPEC market is so large that it still dictates what the price is on a global scale. Gas 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 prices have been fluctuating since since gasoline existed. It, it really doesn't have much to do with whether whether or not there's a conservative or a liberal in 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 office. Um, but you know, the meat. The memes got a meme, I guess. The memers got a meme. And then, oh man, I was gonna say, what was the? I had another thought in my head. Crap. <laughs> it was about gasoline. Oh, it was about wood. What you know? You know the lumber, lumber prices. prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lumber prices. So the the factors in that is yeah, when the pandemic started, um, builders slowed down building because they figured there would be, um less demand so then the manufacturers slowed down manufacturing and then created less supply but then demand didn't actually drop <laughs> now so i've, so I've seen happens i see some videos i can't verify this but apparently there is a big backlog that's just being held back to keep the prices high i don't know if that's true or not i've seen people post about it um i have no confirmation on that but you know, but it, you it, see it as a possibility, right? It's something. It's, that, it, it, well, I something that you know, it, hey, and, if I'm making a killing at wood by holding it back, you know, hold, you know, we we got the supply now, but let's hold it back for another couple of weeks to make another million dollars, and then we'll put it out. You know, um, it is a possibility, but at the same time, it, it all started because of the pandemic. You know, and it's, it's easy to sit there and, and and blame the president too for for things that the president really doesn't have much control over. Yeah, the president um, has no direct control over gas prices. Yeah, at and all. to be fair, you, you see this on both both sides of the aisle too. So, I'm not going to say it's a it's a particularly conservative yeah, versus it's... liberal problem, but at the same time, um, it's a it's a it's mis- definitely it's... something you you're seeing on Facebook now. Uh, this is you know is oh and Biden's been president for what a little over 100 what 100 yeah 120 days, days so. Yeah. <laughs> so it's I don't know how much impact you think the president can have in 120 days and this is this is always the this is always the the strategy the, the argumentative strategy you have against things like that if you see if if you're one of these people that like to engage in social media and, and argue with people I always ask specifics like what all right you, all right oh you know lumber's gone up gasoline's gone up because of Biden. Okay. What, what policies have Biden has Biden enacted to, to cause these, to cause these prices rise? And they nine times out of 10, they won't even have an answer for you. And the one time out of 10, it'll probably be some kind of BS answer that they've heard uh, or read on some right wing, like Breitbart type uh, yeah. website. Oh, um, they heard it from Tucker Carlson or something. <laughs> Tucker Carlson. Yeah, sorry. I haven't heard from Tux lately. Honestly, he's, he's been kind of quiet yeah, over there. I haven't seen any 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 crazy Tucker news lately. Oh, so you know what you know what was uh, um, big on uh, the socials 
on the conservative side, you know. So Ellen is ending her show next year, Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, she's got a lot of heat in the past year or so, hasn't And they're all like, oh, I hope The View is next, you know, and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, well, there's cancel culture right there, first of all. And B, you know, and then everyone's like, you know, oh, it's because of her views. I'm like, no, it's because her workplace culture turned out to be a toxic work environment, and that became a public knowledge. And because of that, her viewership has gone down. And so the network's saying, well, your ratings are down, so your show is done. Yeah, especially I'm sure it's, she was getting paid a good sum of money because her show was, well, I think, one of the most, if not the most popular, like, daytime talk show for a while there. Yeah, um, it's called, it's called capitalism, together. people. Yeah. yeah, it's. All, I mean, it's not even. It's, it's also it's marketing. Right? Like, yeah, it's media marketing. You know, if your show doesn't do well, your show goes. You know, we're gonna get the new person in. You had a good run. Thanks for being here. We're gonna find someone else to fill your time yeah. slot. Actually, yeah. I, I I caught a flat tire on on Friday, and I had to go get it fixed. And in the in the waiting room there, they were they were playing the View. So it was the first time I actually got to watch the View in probably a very very long time. Um, it's not a great show. It's not, it's, it's, and it's, it's, you know, and people think it's just like, you know, liberal bastion show, but it's, it's really, it's really not like I, no, cause I had they, issues you, basically with it with, with everybody, with, with what everybody was saying. Um, well, you know, the people that argue against the show only get, only know the clips that get fed to them yeah. by the media that they watch. So, you know, most of the show is very benign talking about benign things. And once in a while there's something controversial and like, you know, four against one on the show because you know there's the one conservative against others and you know, yeah. it, well, it's, you know it's, megan mccain likes to say silly things all the time but to be fair you know joy behar's just as silly so but maybe that's maybe that's because I'm a, I'm a leftist and not a liberal maybe that's maybe that's but, but, so it's, but it's, it is very benign right it's not like hot they're not like coming out with hot controversial takes no. like like it's, it's the view like who who like who cares <laughs> Well, the the stay at home people that get to watch it during the day. I guess that was I, the target market. The target market was a stay at home mom. Yeah, um, no, I get that. That could watch um, it. So, and then for that, it's you know it's fine. Um, it's not hard hitting. You know, it's not going to be an investigative journalism or anything like that. Yeah, so, it, it is. What it is. Yeah, it is, it is. It is what it is. But it's it's <laughs> just it's yeah, not, I mean, and that's the thing too. Though you know, you don't have to take your your political opinion from 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 celebrities right but it's also the irony that they're like oh oh good riddance to ellen i hope the view goes next i'm like why first of all if you don't watch it why do you care that's here here's here's a great lesson people if you don't like what people are saying you can turn off the tv you can change the channel you don't have to watch it plenty of options out there for for media consumption there, there are a ton of media consumption options you don't even have to watch the news in fact i think a lot of you shouldn't watch the news sometimes or if you're gonna watch the news, watch actual news, not opinion shows that disguise themselves as news. Right, because... we've definitely talked about this a lot, oh, but God. it's it's way more right. It's way more entertaining to watch political opinion than it is just get, oh, yeah. get people somebody up there regurgitating the facts of the day. So, but maybe you should I watch can't. the PBS News Hour instead, and then spend yeah. the rest of your time on Netflix watching reruns even, of something. You know, turn on NPR and get and get the um, you know, the, the run the rundown from them. And, get the hourly news you know, brief, and then you're done. The That's all you need. News briefs are, I think, are always very good. Um, you know, you don't need to be watching five hours of news a day. That is not healthy for anybody. No. Um, I mean, these people, they, the channels have to do it because they have time to fill. They got 24 hours in a day, and we don't shut the TV off at 11 o'clock at night anymore. So you got to keep the news going all the time. But there's not that much news. There just isn't. 
if you want to really just do news all the time, eventually you're going to be talking about the cat stuck in the tree down the street at some point, you know? Which would probably be more entertaining than some of the stuff that's that's on, that's on the news. Well, or at, at least, least it would be factual. Opinion. It'd be factual. Um, yeah, it's you know? definitely gonna be some factual news out there. Um, I did want to yeah mention speaking of factual news, uh, you know, Rand Paul made made news again by arguing with Dr. Fauci. He's that's basically his uh, his entire political career right now is being hinged on making up things and having Dr. Fauci have to correct him in front of the Senate. Um, it just it's. I think he's making a, another presidential run for 2024. We'll see, see. We'll see where that goes. Um, Man, Paul, he just wants to. Yeah. He just wants to be controversial to be controversial because it keeps his name. But yeah, he gets, yeah. He's, he's yeah, well. That's that's the that's the Trump factor now, isn't it? You know, yeah. Especially on especially on the right side of politics and the conservative side of politics, they saw Trump's meteoric rise to um, to the presidency. I mean, honestly, like I think people forget that he when president trump former president trump joined you know announced his campaign everyone Mm -hmm. wrote him off as a joke right number one he's been saying he's going to run for president since like the the, the 80s or 90s so that's that's one that's that's one part of it but then the other part of it too is like who's you know he he was the celebrity apprentice host like um who's going to take this guy seriously and then he ended up being president and i think a lot of people took notice of that and said well this is how you this is how you become president now is you, you put, you insert yourself into the media, you, you make headlines, you get name recognition, and then people, people will, that, that translates into votes. Mm-hmm. And he kind of proved that point until, and until that's disproven, I think that's going to be the kind of the approach from the conservatives and the, and the GOP um, until, like I said, until it's proven that it doesn't work. So. We'll see where that goes. It's like I said, it's going to be a very interesting midterm election. Um, I keep I, I keep saying that. It's I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens. I mean, it's um, going to be a very it's going to be a very important midterm election. Yeah, I think every election is important. Um, well, I'm just saying people, for the that's what people don't realize either that because people don't pay attention to the midterms as much as they pay attention to the, to to the general election, and that's right. And that's something that kind of hurts. Uh, the Democratic Party to begin with, and then on the same time, you always see uh, a little backlash from the incumbent president or whoever is president. Their their party seems to do poorly in midterm elections. Um, you know, uh, I can't think of when was the last time that didn't happen. I don't know, I'm trying to think. I'm sure there had to be at least an example in recent times, but I can't really think of one, um, especially in the last twenty years. So. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where the, where the GOP ends up in, in two years and what the makeup of the House and the Senate is going to be. And I, I don't think it's unrealistic for the Democrats to lose the Senate. Um, the House is going to be a little bit tougher, but it's a possibility. Um, I guess while we're talking about the House, I don't know. Do you have any opinion on the the, the Liz Cheney outing? Uh, it's just a, it's a it's just more Trumpism stupidness. Because yeah, it's hard for me to really have a strong opinion on GOP infighting. Well, first um, of all, I think it's, it's, fun, it's fun to watch, I guess. But at the same time, well, I think it hurts our democracy anyways, because like you're basically ousting her because trying to hurt democracy. Let's right. Be she, she's she's being ousted because she doesn't agree with Trump. You know, she's not supporting him. So they oust her because she's not she's not a yes man or yes woman, I guess. Um, yes she's not a yes person. So. They're ousting her for that, and it's that's wrong, 
um, because it's sending a message and it, it's a very clear message. Like if you're not of this ilk, you're not for this party. And, and they're trying to get everyone to be in lockstep with the same exact message. And, and be frank, that's what the Republican Party has always been very good at, though, is that for the most part, everyone's in lockstep and agreement with things. Whereas the Democratic Party, we have a very wide range of viewpoints um, when it comes to the Democratic side. But on the Republican side, it's very much like, OK, we're all this is our talking points. Boom, go. And in the past four years, it's been whatever Trump says is what we believe in. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do, I think, with conservative media, and especially the rise of conservative media in the past four oh, yeah. years, um, thanks to Ronald Reagan and his fairness doctrine um, elimination. And the, and that gave rise to, to right-wing talk radio and, 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 and on top of that, Fox News. Um, so I think they, they, they have been very precise in their messaging for the past 40 years or so and mm -hmm. i think that, that that's come across in the party um like you said if the, you don't if you don't tout their message you're not going to be accepted um whereas on the democratic side you, you do have a little bit more of a more of a range you know from you know joe manchin to to, to an aoc type or even bernie sanders right um, even though bernie sanders obviously isn't a democrat he caucuses with them so i think a lot of people consider him now, especially since he ran, since he ran as a Democrat as well, he's a de facto Democrat. Um, they kind of see him as a, as a, as a Democrat now. Even I mean, for, for all even, though purposes. even though he's technically not, right? Right. I agree. But this change, yeah, I do. I feel uh, bad uh, for. I mean, ranked choice voting just popped in my head again because I think that's that's one of the answers to. Uh, I think it's a way to a bring real democracy. Log right? jams in, in politics is to have a better better options. And, you know, to to be able to not be afraid to vote for some people, because, yeah, it's, if you only have one vote to and that vote is going to you can't really waste it on people that aren't have no chance of getting elected. I also think we should have automatic voter enrollment. Like when you turn 18, 100 percent. Yeah, that's automatically how, yeah. you're registered to vote with no with no paper. You know, you're registered as an independent. So if you want to change your affiliation, you can change it any time. But just automatically register everyone as an independent at 18. So that way they're able to vote the next day. Yeah, listen, I would like, like, you know, people talk about voter IDs. And I mean, obviously, right now, conservatives are trying to limit democracy. That's that's a very obvious like if you have, any, you know, if you're paying attention right. at all, that's a very obvious move that they're trying to limit the number of people that can vote, which is, is, is bad. Right. I'm, I'm a fan of democracy. Um, that being said, like th things like voter ID, I would have no problem with if you were given everyone when you turn 18, you get an ID. You're, you're enrolled. You're enrolled in the in the in the voting in the in the voting rolls for for wherever. And our voting in, in the states is very complicated too, right? Because we have all these like local elections and, and yeah, you know, state and federal. So it, it does get, it does look a little more complicated because you can only vote in certain places, and, the, and your ballot is going to be very different if you live like you know 30 miles away from somebody else. Um, that being said, you know vote. Voter ID is fine as long as you're you have some method of giving everyone that voter ID, right? And, 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 and doing it, it easily too. And doing it easily and making and ensuring that it's easy. You, you, everyone gets that ID at the age at at, at the proper voting age, whatever that is. Um, right now, I mean, it's if, we can get, if we can get stimulus going. checks to people, if we can find out who owes taxes, if we can find out all this information about people, why can't we get voter IDs out to them? If that's what you right. require. 
You know, why can't we just register? Right. If we're going to make it a requirement, make it, make it something that's, that goes out to everybody, um, make it easy. It doesn't even have to have like an address on it. Right. It just says, this is, right. this is, this is, this is your picture. This is your name. This is your signature. You can present it when you vote. And, and there, and there, and there we go. Um, I, you know, I would have no argument against that, but right now the system that they want isn't something that's conductive to democracy. And that's because well, they're, the, the, the they're trying, because they're trying to do, well, they're, we know they're trying to actively destroy democracy right. to make it so that or they remain limit power. democracy, right? They're trying to limit the, the, the types of people that, that, that can vote in this country. As and long as you look like them and, and think like them, then you can vote. As long as you think like them, right? That's that's where if you don't comes, think like that's them. Really, that's where that's where really the drawing line is. They will they will accept you as long as you as long as you support them. them <laughs> right. They will they will at least accept you to a certain extent and they will then they then they will then they will basically that's that's let's be honest. They will they will use you to also to support their ideologies. Um, well, as that's we draw, as, as we draw in an hour here, I think our, our main point of this show is that let's just get along and be good to each, each other. other. Be, good, be excellent be, to each other. Be, be excellent as to each other. Two wise, two wise men once said, <laughs> "Be excellent to each be other." Be excellent to each other. They're making another movie. I didn't watch this. That's the the sequel, or not the sequel, the the the, the, the third and the third one that they just made. They, oh, they, oh, they did come out. I didn't watch it yet. No. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That came out, it, it came out in August or so. I never got around to watching it. Um, it's something I was like, oh, that's that's neat. I want, I kind of want to check it out. And Excellent, I my dude. It. it was, they were good movies. Bogus <laughs> Journey gets a bad rap. Bogus Journey was a much better movie than I think a lot of people give it credit for. I was, I was a good movie. It wasn't yeah. the original, but it was a, it was a good movie. Station. Wow, it's stallion. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, so yeah, so be, uh, be, kind, so be, kind, be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other is, is 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 the takeaway of this this week's message. I think that should be the, the title of the podcast this week. That's, that's it. It's done now. Be, be excellent, excellent to each, each other. other. Um, hopefully, we won't get a copyright uh, violation from whoever produces yeah. uh, Bill and Ted's Excellence movies. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I doubt it. I doubt anyone's. I doubt yeah, we're on anyone's well. radar at this point. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Well, if we do get that kind of heat, you know, that's kind of good. At Actually, that yeah, point, let's, why don't we get a copyright uh, strike? Not strike. We get that's, if we get in the news, like, you know I mean? people will actually listen to it. Be like, oh, why? Actually, like, oh, why are they getting trouble? We exist. I like that. Speaking of knowing that we exist, please, people, share on your social media accounts. The Generation Zillennial Podcast. You can email us at gzillennial at gmail dot com. Wow, man, that was a radio. Look at that. I don't know where that came from. That was, that was like, great. Was good that a radio good radio voice? voice? That's you're good. yeah, you're you're the you're the media guy. Yeah, I'm not really. Can you get a job? No. What job? What are you good for? Absolutely so yeah, nothing. So yeah, share us on the social medias. Um, you can find me on YouTube at just another guy talking about stuff. I'm trying to, you know, plug my YouTube channel real quick. I'm trying to grow that. I've been reviewing chicken sandwiches on my YouTube channel, at, but per request, and it's 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 been interesting. It's been a little 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 fun little side thing that I've been doing. So check that out. So far. Um. So yeah. Any anything you want to plug on here? Um. I don't have anything right now. Go watch Bill and Ted's number three. <laughs> maybe we'll, maybe we'll, yeah, well, I don't even know where to find it right now. To I don't know. We got to find it. Is it on, was it on, I don't even know where it was. Anyway, so yeah, so, so until uh, we're, we're going to be recording Friday, correct? Sure. Is that the plan? I think so. Uh, All right. Uh, Friday so morning. You get, you get two episodes this week. You get, a Monday, you get a Monday edition and a Friday edition. 
to make up for last week. So crazy. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. Take care. See you, friends. Bye.